Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. TheChairShot.com TheChairShot.com Always Always Use your head You are now listening to ChairShot Radio Always Use Your Head It is Tuesday, which means it is time once again for Chair Shot Radio. Not Hockey Talk. That's right, everybody. This week's episode is Fuck Hockey Talk. It's WrestleMania. Dave and I sitting here together. We're going to skip hockey this week. And by the time this podcast drops, of course, WrestleMania will have come and gone. Cody Rhodes will have presumably returned to the stop it dave don't even give that face everybody knows he's coming back he's coming back that dave Meltzer video that's floating around right now the interview he apparently did with denise alcido whatever that is not that is speculation at its worst and by the time this airs we will have all scoffed at how dumb that whole thing was for getting around it's like the worst keep secret kept secret in wrestling. And by now we'll have had a WrestleMania and a raw under our belts with Cody Rhodes back in the company. So, but yeah, I, I was joking about this with Dave, everyone. And yes, I am joined by the lawyer himself, David Ungar, my partner in crime. It's been a very exciting weekend for myself. Uh, so far, uh, I finally got the new laptop, uh, which means that as soon as I finish getting all my audio soundboards and everything set up, You'll no longer, and in fact, if you're listening now, you don't hear that annoying buzz. Like, there will be no more Patrick O'Dowd making copies jokes from one PC Tunny. Uh, and I'm very excited about this. Yeah, it's uh, 
modern technology is a wonderful thing when it works. So yes, you uh, right. and like I said, you look younger with your enhanced camera and better camera, right? Yeah, it's amazing. Your computers be- make you better looking. It's it's uh, it, well, not me, but you, of course. So. I mean, yeah, it's the hairline for you, man. There's just no there's no covering that up. Is is really what it comes down to. That's right. So. Here's what I thought we would do, because obviously we I don't want to do like a preview show for a show that will have already happened by the time we got here. But what I did really want to talk about and and folks, the reason we're doing this, by the way, we're going to do what we're going to do one commercial break today and then we're going to speak in length. I just want to speak in length about the Hall of Fame ceremony that just dropped on Friday. I don't know if you watched it. Uh, I actually stayed up for it. I watched the whole thing uh, with the little O'Dowd who. uh surprisingly enough was kind of into it watching it and he's not been a, a big wrestling guy but i you know i didn't i followed along with what was going on at supercard of honor so i don't i don't know did you do anything wrestling related on friday as we record this saturday like in terms of your viewings viewings a little bit i did the um did the preview show WrestleMania preview show on DWI, which took a little bit of time. Right, right. One trivia, thank you. Whoop oh, up, congratulations! Up on those guys. So yes. If I had the soundboard, I would play the the thunderous applause for you. <laughs> um, I caught some of like Taker's speech. Uh, I heard a little bit of you know saw this stuff with um with uh Shad's Shad's son. family, yeah, yeah, which was probably the best and most deserving Warrior Award so far. Um. Saw Taker at the right. end with the whole never say never. Yeah, well, <laughs> hold up. Don't I don't want you to speculate. I just asked you what you'd see. I, so, I saw that. We're gonna... I saw a little bit of uh, what happened at Supercard of Honor. Didn't watch it, but cool. just kind of got some reports. All right. So what we're going to do, we're, we'll go ahead and actually maybe we will take a, a two commercial breaks today. Because what we'll do is we'll take the first commercial break. And then we're going to talk about everybody except The Undertaker. And then we'll take a we'll take a commercial break, and then we'll talk about the Undertaker, and that that keep, keeps us with our with our two commercial breaks, and and we'll we'll be in good shape. And and yeah, I just I think the Hall of Fame is something that's been sort of put in the periphery in the last few years, and I think it's worth talking about it, especially somebody like Mark Calloway, aka the the Undertaker. I, I thought it was overall a, a good show. So yeah, that's what we're gonna do. So when we come back, we'll talk about everyone that was in the hall of F- that was put into the hall of fame yesterday except for the undertaker second commercial break the undertaker you are listening to chair shot radio fuck hockey it's wrestlemania here on the chair shot radio network a part of the chairshot.com sick of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 dollars more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout it's fitness that fits your budget join planet fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month cancel anytime deal ends friday may 10th see home club for details what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket outsourcing business tasks you hate what about selling with shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. All right, welcome back, everyone. I forgot to mention that this week's episode is, of course, on the Chairshot Radio Network, part of the Chairshot.com, where we encourage you to always use your head. So please make sure you do that. And yeah, let's let's dive into it. So this was interesting to me with the, the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony in that for years and years and years and years and years, we've had these really big classes right like seven eight nine ten people and even if you listen to other wrestling podcasts leading up into this weekend when they would talk about wrestlemania and the hall of fame folks would be like are they gonna announce anybody else like and at the time it was i think one of the podcasts i listened to dropped on thursday this pat this past thursday and when they recorded the podcast they only knew about charmel vader the undertaker and shad they hadn't enough announced the steiners yet and the steiners were announced really really late um and they were like wow it's just you know it's really interesting it's such a such a such a small class i think that was a good thing because i think it got lost so much got lost in the shuffle when you had just so many names and you know for for lack of a better word, diminishing returns on your resources uh have 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 I think also played a role in this as well. And, and particularly in women's wrestling, as I'm sure we'll get to, but Dave, your thoughts just on the changing of how they did this. It was still a three hour television program. Dude, I'll be honest. There were a lot of people, myself included, who thought undertaker should be the only one going in this year that, eh. that he was, you know, somebody of his stature, maybe deserved the stage all to himself. And and I thought about that. I said, well, Austin didn't get that. Hogan didn't get that. So why, you know, I, and I understand it's taker, but you can't really, yeah, he's probably on a lot of people's Mount Rushmore's, but is he a bigger star than Austin or Hogan? Probably not. Arguably not. Well, um, so, but yeah, I mean, like you're saying the smaller class, cause I, I mean, I've, we've all been to WrestleManias and, and, like when they did, I, I think last time they were in Dallas, going to that Hall of Fame ceremony when Sting got inducted, and man, it's a grind to sit there through yeah. all that stuff. And some of these guys just don't know when to shut the hell up, and they just right. go on and on and on. So I was, I Hillbilly was, Jim. yeah, I was fine with the smaller class, and 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 it still took too long. So that's all right. Here's what I thought was really interesting, though, is that everybody except for. The Undertaker was it was clear they were given a time limit. It was and in fact, um just kind of in my own mind, sort of the order of how I want to talk about these folks and inductees, because I think some of them we have less to say than others. We'll talk about Charmel really quick. I think we go Charmel, Vader, Steiners, 
Um, the, oh, and then Shad. I was like, I keep forgetting about the Warrior Award. Um, but the Steiners, like, Scott makes his joke, or Scott gives his part of the speech, and then Rick jumps on. He's like, you only left me a minute to talk, dude. Thanks a lot. Like, and there's four. Like He's like, they gave us four minutes, and you took three. Uh, so it was clear and you could tell it like a lot of the speeches were very were for for those from whether it be the presenters or the the inductees themselves. It was very it was very clipped, very short. It felt I don't know if it felt shortchangy. I do think that there's probably a better balance in sort of the undercard of it all. And then, yeah, they let they let Mark Calloway rightfully have the stage for as long as he wanted. So uh yeah i think the pacing was weird in that sense because it was like fast 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 and then point uh here we go with the with this longer speech and they're and they're kind of you know coming back to normal i mean they didn't have it right. in 2020 and then last year was was a, the, an the, amalgamation the, the of the two yeah and now so this is more of a normal and, and you know they're going to adjust with this two night WrestleMania thing going on. You start to think, okay, how much do we actually have to cram in to this one thing? We got all these events going on, so it, you know they're it's going to take a little bit of time for them to find their groove. Do you think it would make more sense to instead of doing a go home SmackDown, do the Hall of Fame? I I know they'll I know they want to push it to the to the network, but. Do the if they made SmackDown like and called it Hall of Fame SmackDown to where remember back in the day the USA used to show like an hour of the big I remember watching the Bret Hart induction with Greg back in Connecticut I like I I almost wonder if there isn't value in doing say the the hour the last hour of SmackDown being more of either a pre-show or the first round of inductees, or maybe the first hour of SmackDown would be like the pre-show, the warm-up stuff where Michael Cole and Corey Graves are sitting there and they're talking. Maybe you just don't have an hour of content there to do that. Um, And then have like the first, the last hour of SmackDown be the first hour of the hall of fame and then transition to the network for a second hour of the big names or, or something like that. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Because the, the other thing that really uh, annoyed me, and I don't know if it annoyed you, was we had this we we had this SmackDown, and I and I get it, like it was basically a clip show, because you can't you don't want anybody really working, you don't want anybody to get hurt, you don't you don't want to do you don't want to do too much, so you know you end on a you end on a stage segment, you know you end on a skit segment. There's not a lot of wrestling, wrestling. What it just to me program and then programmatically these wrestlers have to go and get shifted into their formals to then do the hall of fame. And I don't, did they move or was the hall of fame in the same location? Cause like happy Corbin and uh, what's his name, you know, they're there and suited up and ready to go like seated on the dais. So I, I'm, I don't even know if they were in the same location or if they were in different spots. I don't know because you know, you look at what happened last night and, and Mad Cat Moss won the Andre, the giant, battle memorial right. rumble whatever yeah whatever that is uh yeah. and and so you know and then i think you're he's the one you're talking about with happy corbett who shows up at right all. yeah so they did something there something was pre taped i don't know how you win the rumble battle royal and then you know now get you're showered suit, up get, get showered, showered up, up get and now you're there. Yeah. that uh 
I, I mean, really, when you look at what SmackDown did last night, which was really the only thing of significance, and I'm air quoting significance because they've taken the Andre and moved it now to the pre-pre-show, which is really what SmackDown was last night, right. and, and put it on there. So, yeah, I mean, you know, should you just make the Hall of Fame the night before these two night WrestleManias and give it, you know, two hours on Fox and call it SmackDown right. Hall of Fame? Why not? I mean, it, right. it, it's and, more and again, significant. Again, if you want, and if you want to drive traffic to the network for the big, like the headlining inductee, fine. Because, and this is, this is my other quibble, and I get it. Like, if you wanted to watch that live on the Eastern time zone, you you didn't go to bed till 1245. And I get it. WrestleMania is going to be the same way tonight and tomorrow. Though, actually, I don't know that that's true because they've really lately tightened it up quite a bit. So, anyway, all of that is to say the ceremony itself was, was, was a lot of fun. Let's talk about the, these, uh, these undercard inductees, if you will, uh, and just kind of go down the line. Charmel. Um, I, I know it's, it's the WWE's and hall of fame. So if they say you're a hall of famer, you're a hall of famer. She, she, it should be in the Coco beware wing of, of the hall of fame. In, in my opinion, Tori Wilson, but I mean, come on, well, Tori Wilson, but here's my thing. And I, and I'm not denying that she wasn't a fun character when paired with King Booker. What was, what was beautiful about that induction though, was not her speech. It was Booker. Like, find someone who loves you the way that Booker T loves Charmel. Because he was so much more emotional than she was. <laughs> like, giving his introduction to her. As she was walking, he was sitting there, like, every couple of seconds yelling, all hail the queen. You know, or long live the queen or something like that. And that was beautiful. And that was really nice and sweet. And you could, like... You know, some people will say, like, I love such and such. They're my world. It is clear to me that Charmel is Booker T's world. Yeah. And and I mean, and I didn't see it, but I'm just I can imagine based on what he said about her in the past and and his reaction to her. Yeah. I I mean, that's great that that Booker kind of took the reins on that whole thing, because, you know, Charmel's talented and she's charismatic, but, you know, not Booker's level. So having him kind of carry that and set her up give her the assist to let her go do her thing. Yeah, that was cool. I mean, yeah, what are you going to say? Like you're saying, it's WWE. It's like when we do those lists on bandwagon nerds, there are lists. It's their Hall of Fame. If they think she's worthy, that's Vince's call, and she's worthy, and deal with it. Absolutely. Uh, Next up, and probably what was my least memorable speech of the night, uh, was uh, the induction of Vader. Uh, He was inducted by his... um, wife and son i thought his son was terrific uh his wife was a little interesting um to to say the least she she was very happy to be there uh my god my god but um you know i was never a big vader guy other than the the presentation in wcw with the headset from the 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 japanese like headdress and all that that presentation was always amazing and he he really was in my mind the large the larger than life figure of wcw and i actually think it's funny like he came to the wwe and he was brought in big but then they i really felt like they just diminished him a lot in his time and for whatever reason whether they didn't see it or or what uh i would have loved for jim Cornette 
to have been invited to to do the the introduction uh, because of the partnership that they had in the WWE. To me, that would have made a lot of sense. I know you go with who you've got, but Jim would have been a, a great addition. I thought. I mean, I think I think Vader's definitely worthy of being in the hall. I know a lot. Oh, absolutely, a, a, absolutely. Lot of, a lot of backlash out there about him getting in that I didn't really understand from some a certain segment of fans and whatever. Um, I think, yeah, you're right. His run in WCW was very impressive. You know, uh, beating Sting. His feud with Sting was epic. He put over Ron Simmons to have Ron become yep. the first African American world champion. But you're absolutely right. His run in WWE, uh, you know, I, I remember thinking that, okay, he's going to take the title off of Sean, and it didn't happen. And then he really right. just kind of faded to the background. You know, a few a few moments here and there, you know, putting Gorilla Monsoon out, that I, I distinctly remember that. Um, but yeah, I think he, his WCW tenure was much more significant than anything he accomplished in WWE. But you know, I mean, this, of course, this is also a guy who got his eye poked out in that match with Stan Hansen, put it back in and kept going in Japan. Right. I mean, they made an eye popping joke during the, during the, <laughs> uh, the speech. His son got to be appropriate. That, and that was the other thing. Like they kept, they kept circling back to the, asking the audience, what time it, is it? And, and that sort of thing. And I get it. Okay. Ha ha. That was cute. Um, once but they did it three times <laughs> it was just like okay uh i get we yes that's it that was his catchphrase um all right next were next was the 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 duo that i was really excited to see and the most dis- disappointed in the amount of time that they actually had and that was the steiners um it was clear this meant a lot to scott he was he was very emotional and giving a speech. He you know and much like a lot of these people when they get inducted, like his speech was talking about uh, talking to his his wife and his children uh, and, and how much they they were to him. But to me, I, they the Steiners were my favorite tag team in the nineties. Um, you know and maybe and our, when they when they came to the WWE, I was so excited for them to go to the WWE and then they only, they stuck out their year and then moved back sucked. Like I, I hated that I lost them and then was so excited to get them back into the fold in WCW hated seeing them break up. You know, Scott obviously is a special talent, um, all on his own crazy promos, notwithstanding, but honestly, I loved Rick. Rick was my guy. I love because as a Midwest sort of salt of the earth, dude, that's the guy who struck me as the one I related to out of the two of them. Rick, just get your hands dirty kind of guy, a little crazy, loved them, wish that they would have been allowed a little bit more time to speak. Do you think that they were nervous about Scott being a loose cannon and going off and saying, Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They joked about it when he took the mic, like he made a joke that was like, um, Hey, you know, they gave me a lot. They gave me a, they gave me a light or they gave me a live mic. Like what, what is going to happen? But he gave a, I thought he gave a really good speech They you know, didn't get any chances to, to didn't, didn't give them any, like there wasn't really any time to tell stories. Like Scott told one story of him on the road with macho with, with uh, savage. And it was a nice story. It was an old joke, like a classic cow joke. Um, where Savage like said, "Hey, I bet you I can make you make these cows come to me before you do," uh, and, and you know he tells the whole joke and it goes over. And then Rick had a little bit of time to talk. Braun Breaker obviously was the one to introduce them, 
he he gave a limited speech. And here's the other thing is I don't think like Rick was happy to be there, but like they were trying to like take a like kind of create like a photo op moment and Rick really wasn't having it. Like, which I thought was really interesting. Like Braun was trying to get them to like, you know, maybe stand on the turnbuckles or do something to, to kind of pose in the crowd. And Rick was like, no, no, no. Like you could actually see him like wave it off. Like, I, so I also think that that maybe why Scotty did most of the talking, even though Rick made a joke about it was because maybe he's a little uncomfortable with like that setting and scenario. Rick was never obviously the biggest talker of the two of them. No, it was no. always Scott who was the charismatic one. But I'm I'm with you man. Like they were one of my favorite teams uh, in uh, when they came up and, and I mean they kind of certainly they're running WCW again another you know we talked about with that with Vader. They were more successful, I guess. I know what they're two-time WWF tag team champions. Um and and but but yeah, Scott was an innovator. Right? That Frankensteiner that he did before Hurricane Rana's were an everyday thing, kind of like Jake Roberts with the DDT, similar to that sort of scenario. But they were an innovative tag team. And I, I still, you know, there were not many teams back in that time frame that could go toe-to-toe with the Road Warriors and win. And the Steiners actually beat them at that Starcade, that one where they had that future shock thing with the round robin tournament. And the Steiners won that match. Um, yep. So, yeah, I, I mean, a, a great tag team. And, and I agree with you. Their run in WWF was um, was somewhat disappointing. I mean, they had a really good um, uh, with a who was who they faced at WrestleMania nine. I was there. You'd think I'd fucking remember. But uh, it was head just, shrinkers. Yeah. Yeah. Head shrinkers. Right. It, it, formerly Samoan SWAT team Islanders sort of thing. Right. Um, and that was a pretty good, probably one of the best, if not the best matches on that card. Uh, but, yeah, they're. Certainly, as far as tag teams go, they deserve to go in as one of the most innovative tag teams of their generation. The uh, last thing I'll say about them and what and Scott should go in by himself at some point. Uh, maybe not. In the, I, you know, if there was a WCW Hall of Fame, Scott Steiner would be in there by himself as well as the as the Steiner brothers as a tag team. The other thing that I the reason why I was so blown away by the Steiners was you had. Rick, who was, you know, and these were collegiate wrestlers too, right? Wore the, the maize and blue with pride. So you had Rick who had the, the traditional look and singlet and would do all the sort of the mat wrestling stuff. Then you had Scott, who was this big dude who did some of the most athletic. Like he did a Hurricane Rana. Who does that? Who, like of his size, who does that? You know, that is like ability to, he was such a great athlete. And, and he, when he was not blown up, blown up, when he went big pop of pump and he just couldn't do it anymore, well, I mean, that sucked. But when he was, when he was young and could just do all the shit, I get why WCW wanted to break them up as soon as possible. Like his, I get it. His Frankensteiner though. I mean, you're talking hurricane Ronas. His was different though, because he got right. such torque on that thing that you could say okay it that's a, devastating that's a real finishing move not like the stuff you see 20 times on raw or smackdown in, in a given week um, there's there's only two hurricane ranas i like to see the the frankensteiner because it's a big dude who looks like he's crushing you and then ray mysterio when he turned it into the pin like i loved when ray when ray was and he did it so fast like ray was so fast with that thing and when he turned it into that pin it was Oh, it was amazing to watch. One thing about Rick, though, man, uh, you will be hard-pressed to find 
too many guys who threw a better clothesline than that Steiner line that he would level people with. I mean, that right. was awesome. I mean, it's it's Stan Hansen, Nikita Koloff level. JBL, Larry. stuff like that. JBL, yeah. So absolutely. All right, the last the last inductee on, on the undercard, if you will, uh, was the Warrior Award. The less said about Dana Warrior, the better. Uh, she looked like a French fried skeleton up there, and it terrified me. And yes, you know, send your hate tweets about me ripping on a person's appearance to at Wrestling Realist. That's at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. I don't care. The woman terrifies me. Um, whatever. Everybody was ready for Shad Gaspard's induction. Uh, it was a very you could it was a very emotional speech. Um, you could tell that his his widow had was very emotional in delivering that speech. She was holding trying to hold herself together so much uh, so hard. Um, being able to speak you know directly to her son, JTG and Shad's son doing the crime time um, high five stuff um was great it was amazing um and that was and that was the thing is i was like oh jtg's gonna be up there too and he wasn't i was it was so beautiful like he did the moment with it with with um shad's kid and then he just went back down to the audience and, and i thought that was nice it was like this nice moment he stood he hugged them both and then let them have their moment in their stage and yeah it's just uh it was terrific i had forgotten about the uh the other story that she told about him breaking up a like store robbery or something like how crazy is that recovering her lost dog the guy is um chad was a hero i I mean there's no other way to to put it it wasn't just what unfortunately took his life like you're saying there's other examples of us heroic things that he did which is you know it's ironic that he was such a hero on a team called crime time but right whatever uh it wouldn't be pro wrestling if we didn't lean into stereotypes. That's right. Exactly. But I, I think, you know, with the possible exception of Connor, you know, who was the first recipient and obviously deserving, I think, you know, Shad probably is the most deserving of all of them. Just, you know, cause, cause yeah, like every time I think of him now, I think hero, I, I mean, what a heroic sacrifice he made for his son, uh, just tragic, terrible circumstances. Um, but yeah, I, I need to go back and watch that because I, I wanted to see that. And, and I know when they first announced him, I thought in my mind was, okay, he's the most deserving one so far. And then I stopped and think, well, Connor was, you know, that's a different scenario, obviously. But uh, they usually get this one right as far as who's going in. And it, it, it's the one place that I haven't had any sort of quibbles with WWE over the years as to who gets the Warrior Award. So, yeah. It, yeah, it's it's... It's one of those things that doesn't need to be awarded every year, right? Probably not. I mean, but like, like award it for a reason, and, and it's good. Like, I will say this: the recipients of the awards that they've had at different times uh, was it the former football player, the Rutgers guy, who was um was paralyzed in a wheelchair. Eric, he, Eric something. Yeah, Eric. Yeah, he I was think amazing. What, Joan uh, London got it too, or somebody, or for her like humanitarian work. Yeah, right. and cancer survivor, right? Right, like. Uh, there's been, I think there's been deserving recipients and I do like that it takes on a different meaning, but if you're struggling to find someone to receive it, then then don't give it out. It doesn't have to be every year. It's like the celebrity wing. We didn't have to, um, we, we did, we didn't, we don't have to have a celebrity hall of fame inductee every year. Then they didn't this year. There's none. So 
don't don't keep it. So, um, but yeah, I I liked it. I think that the like I said, the only shift I would have done is yes, give people a time limit, make it make expand it, balance it a little bit more, so that the Steiners don't get four minutes, or or anybody, any of them, they all deserve to have more than a, a few minutes to be out there. And yeah, people are gonna go long. Sure, balance it. All right, we're going to take our second commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk at length about The Undertaker, the dead man himself. Before we go to our recorded commercials, it is my duty to remind you that uh, if you love what we do here on the ChairShot Radio Network uh, and love what we do at thechairshot.com, head over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot and invest in a ChairShot shirt. We have all kinds of great designs for you to choose from, everything from shows to sayings to even logos. We work really, really hard to put quality content on your podcasting airwaves every single day of the week holidays it doesn't matter we do it all and we love people to to get that content and the best way to keep us going and to help keep us going strong is to head over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot they're only $19.99 or if you're feeling fancy want something that feels nice on your giblets spend a few dollars more get it soft style your body your epidermis as pc tunny will say will thank you All right, when we come back, all about The Undertaker and his Hall of Fame induction speech, you are listening to Chair Shot Radio, Fuck Hockey, It's WrestleMania, here on the Chair Shot Radio Network, part of thechairshot.com. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. All right, welcome back, everyone. So we're going to wrap up this Fuck Hockey, It's WrestleMania episode of our uh, bandwagon nerds uh, of chair shot radio by talking about the quote unquote main event of the hall of fame ceremony this past Friday, the dead man himself, Mark Calloway, the undertaker was given basically a full hour to, to talk. Vince McMahon came out. Uh, I want to start by saying, if you are a fan that goes to a hall of fame ceremony and feels the need to chant what at any speaker, go fuck yourself and never come back. What the like what the fuck are you doing? Like these this show, and I say this all the time, the fans are a part of a show, they aren't the show. And if you were chanting what at Vince McMahon while he's trying to list off the accomplishments of The Undertaker, you're trying to make the show about yourself and you should go fucking stop watch wrestling. Stop watching wrestling. Go to AEW where they welcome that shit. Because it's stupid. It's stupid and you should be better. And I'm not saying it needs to be a solemn occasion, but let the man speak. Just let him speak. My other thought, and I tweeted this when it happened, I've never in my life, all the years I've watched WWE Hall of Fame broadcast, witnessed an ovation like, like The Undertaker got yesterday. It was amazing. It was emotional. It got me emotional how much love they showed that man and he deserved it. He deserved every second of that. And, you know, people made jokes about the undertaker kind of 
pacing like a Baptist preacher with his, with his headset and walking back and forth. Clearly, that's how he was going to be comfortable addressing everybody and telling his stories. You know what? He has the right to do whatever the hell he wants. He wrestled for that company for 30-some years, gave you some of the best WrestleMania main events of all time. And yeah, he laid some clunker, or he had some clunkers. He also talked about being given some shitty opponents and joking about it, because it is. And he thanked everybody and their brother. From the woman who made his costumes to his wife to Bruce Pritchard. And it was just great stuff. So, Dave, talk a little bit about your feelings about The Undertaker and then what you caught out of that speech. Oh, man, Undertaker. Like, I think when we first started this episode where I was comparing him to Hogan and Austin is is appropriate in this situation. I mean, he's probably not... And I don't know why, just because of the way his character was. Uh, but, you know, when you talk about goats, you've got to talk about Undertaker and Mark Calloway and, and, and what an unbelievable run he had from the guy who started as Mean Mark. Well, I mean, he started even before that, but, you know, he kind of broke onto the scene as Mean Mark in WCW, comes up to yeah. WWF, uh, comes out with Brother Love. He's the Undertaker. You're thinking... Oh, geez, another big guy with a gimmick. Oh, this is going to be go over, you know, like everything else that went over back in those days. And it didn't. And he was great because he he evolved with the company. And, you know, okay, this dead man gimmick is kind of getting played out. Let me go and become the American badass. Okay, that gimmick's kind of run its course. Let me go back to being the dead man. And, And he just he was the litmus test after a while for anybody coming in you know if you had a good match with taker you were on the map edge really kind of solidified himself with those matches with the undertaker i mean he was a tag team specialist of course but he didn't you know it was the singles matches with taker that really kind of put him on the map in that respect but i mean nobody more deserving of of being inducted than the undertaker uh you know the whole thing last night with the headset it's like look that's not that's mark calloway talking to you and you don't get too many Mark Calloway moments, you know, where he's just, he's just trying to talk to people and and connect with them. But you're right. The ovation he got was one of the, I mean, geez, that was something to, to behold. It got everybody emotional. It got him emotional. The, you deserve it chance, which of course are played out. were actually appropriate there for once, you know, and not overdone. And, uh, I, I, you know, what I saw the speech was great. He's got so many stories and so many moments and, you know, I can't wait for the day where we get a really detailed anthology of Undertaker with just all sorts of stuff attached to that. But he's he's just he's one of the greatest of all time. You know, the streak is never going to be duplicated. And, uh, I, you know, I, you, you wonder every year, you know, they say, well, who's going to be the main event for the Hall of Fame? And it's always somewhat debatable. You know, you get guys like Goldberg or, or Warrior or something like that being the main event. No dispute this year. Nobody was quibbling about who, you know, whether this guy was deserving. It was, you know, the debate like, well, should we induct anybody else or should it just be him? Um, so, yeah, it's it's well deserved. I'm really glad to see him going, especially going in in Texas where he should have been. Inducted. Right, right. Yeah. He, and that's the thing is this is literally a giant of the industry here with us. So. There were so many great stories. It was it was amazing, to, you know, to to think about this guy getting overlooked at WCW. You know, according to him in his speech, they said we don't see money out of you, and you know, Mean Mark probably not 
a gimmick that's gonna that's gonna work and to see him take what was supposed to be just Hogan's next monster and, and put it on to make it as iconic a role as Hulkamania uh, to the point where everybody anticipated Undertaker matches to where everybody was so horribly disappointed in his match with Roman Reigns uh, at WrestleMania because his body just wasn't there and, and how bad it went to people thinking that his career could extend with cinematic matches because of what he did with AJ it's and to know that he he was the unquestioned leader of the locker room backstage like Taker was in charge he was he he people often talk about Andre the Giant and his role in the locker room in the WWF days the Undertaker was that was for 30 years basically Andre the Giant backstage He's he was in charge. He was the arbiter uh, of how things got desi- decided and worked out, with few exceptions. And his speech, I thought, was very humble. Uh, you know, it was it, it was a nice chronicle of his life, um, and, and I think it was a I think it was as good a, a Hall of Fame speech as you could have. And woe to the poor person who has to edit that for whenever they show the clips during WrestleMania today and tomorrow, or Saturday and Sunday. You raise a great point, uh, him being humble. He's always been that way, even though he has every right. reason not to be. Uh, but he's always been very humble and very, uh, you know, kind of just practical as far as his approach as ever, since he started talking. And, and, you know, that's the other right. thing is it's only been the last couple of years where he's been breaking character and actually giving interviews and talking about some of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. So we really have only scratched the surface of what we're yep. probably going to get from him over the years. And you're just now, I mean, and that's, that's a great, one of the best compliments you can give him in, in this era where kayfabe is dead. Uh, he really maintained that as much as he could and didn't divulge anything about the Mark Calloway person behind the character it was always about undertaker and he didn't really break that until just a few years ago so right when he when he basically basically when he did that documentary yeah that documentary was kind of kind of the end of him always maintaining that character in the wwe arena because like the undertaker it's in the hall of fame like he never did like he was never remember you never saw you never saw shots of the Undertaker sitting in the audience, never. clapping. His his mystique was such that they and they protected it forever. So hats off to the Undertaker. Hats off to what I thought was a solid Hall of Fame ceremony. And Dave, I think that's going to do it. You know, we've got about forty minutes or so, forty five minutes. Uh, solid show on the Hall of Fame. I hope people take some time to watch it. Watch it in chunks if you can't watch that whole speech uh, all in one sitting. I get it. It's it's a bit much. But I, I thought it was a good ceremony. I thought it was worth the watch. And, um, yeah, I look forward to seeing who comes back next year. Last question for you, and then go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you. I don't know how many of these you've watched, but who who, who out of out of the history of the WWE Hall of Fame was, like, your favorite induction speech? Uh, like, if you had to pick one. Probably Austin. Mine will not be. I was like, mine will not be a surprise. Probably Austin's. I always liked Austin's induction a lot. Uh, 
Hogan's wasn't bad either, but I'd probably give Austin the edge over Hogan. I, I you know, when the Rock gets inducted, that'll be so. I, I want to see Takers in more detail, but I'd probably go with Austin right now. Sure, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Yeah. He was so yeah. happy um, and was just having fun, and um, it was. It's just a beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to watch. That that dais, by the way, that that was one of those where they were throwing so many people in because there's like a bajillion people who got in that year. But Bobby Heenan's speech, if you can find it, pinpoint it, watch it, look it up on YouTube. He he's so happy. Um, you know, he he was sad to talk a little bit about Gorilla because he really wanted Gorilla to be there. Um, but it's terrific. It's one of it's probably my favorite Hall of Fame speech. Uh, but that was before it was a big thing. Like that was before it was a, a big televised event that like everybody watched. So, all right, that's going to do it for chair shot radio, Fox hockey. It's WrestleMania. Dave, tell everybody where they can find you out there on the chair shot radio network. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at attitude. Ag that is at attitude, a G G and on facebook.com slash attitude of aggression. Uh, right. And you can find me on the Twitter at wrestling realist at W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. Thank you everyone for listening. I hope you had a great time watching WrestleMania. If you did watch WrestleMania or any of the wrestling you chose to watch this weekend, that is all happening because of WrestleMania. Yes. Even your precious ROH and AEW. They're not running this weekend. If it's not for it being WrestleMania weekend. Thank you, everyone. Hope you had a great time. We'll catch you next week. We'll be back on the Hockey Talk. You've been listening to ChairShot Radio here on the ChairShot Radio Network, a part of thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.